Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rusty Quill presents... Studio wants to revolutionize the way people see headphones, making them not just a tech device, but also an accessory. With headphones, you either want them to look fashionable, but then they lack the proper sound quality, or you want them high-tech, but then they're bulky and not design-oriented. Studio, emphasizing its modern Scandinavian design, is looking to bridge this gap, competing with the highest-rated headphones on the market for a fraction of the cost. You can check out their whole range of headphones and earphones at studio.com, and be sure to use the promo code OSTIUM15 at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. I recently had a chance to check out the Tove earphones. Now, when it comes to earbuds, I'm pretty picky. I don't know if it's something to do with me not using them correctly, or I just have weirdly shaped ears, but I usually have trouble getting them to fit and sit right. With the Tove, it was easy. They fit into the cup of my ear with no hassle, and the sound quality is amazing. These sophisticated earbuds hold 7 hours of battery life and come with a portable case that offers 4 additional charges for an amazing 6 days of battery life. What's so cool about them is I just pick them up and then they automatically turn on and connect with my paired device. Once I'm done, I just put them back in the case and they turn off. So I'm not just getting great sound quality with these earphones, but also stylish design and extreme convenience. They also come in 5 different colors. I went with the pastel blue. So head on over to studio.com and remember to use the promo code OSTIUM15 to get 15% off your order. And every purchase comes with a really stylish free tote bag. Check out the OSTIUM Instagram to see what it looks like. Once again, that's studio.com and promo code OSTIUM15 to get that 15% discount. And now, on with the show.
Dave, no, uh, Steve's on his way to bed. Long earned, well deserved. The guy's been through a lot, a hell of a lot, by Ostium standards. I feel for the guy, really. But that story, what happened to him, when he fell through Ostium, when he fell through time, it's beyond incredible, almost beyond believable. But after everything that's happened to me, everything that's happened to us, I can't help but believe. What a story. It's hard to believe. Hard to take all in. Yeah. But is it true? Or is he just lying through his teeth? I look at her, disbelief on my face. How can it not be? We've all seen so much more that any normal person would think impossible. Supernatural. And yet we all believe. Do we? Well, I know you do. I've seen a lot of things, a lot of shit, and I'm not sure what I believe, even after everything. It's a lot to take in. But that story is just another part of it. (laughs) Farfetch'd doesn't begin to cover it. But he told it with such empathy. I felt for him. He really believed it, wholeheartedly. Okay, fuck. You got me there. He really believed it, but it was the details. They were so close to the truth, but it still wasn't what actually happened. Like what? Like Kaelin and Tanaka. Though, according to Steve, it's Keelan and Takaya. Awfully close, but not quite. Okay. Anything else? You heard my recordings. You know my story, my history, my fucking origin story. How I found Steve, a tiny baby in that development I was working on. And here, he tells us he falls through time, a crack in Ostium, and arrives on a building site, naked as a babe and not remembering who he is. But he's still a grown man. Again, close but no fucking cigar. Yeah, that's pretty fucking weird, but what about the details that don't add up? You mean like his foster parents mysteriously disappearing? Sure, and that's keeping in line with his early Enigmatic Mysteries of the Unknown recordings. Fine, whatever. But the year, he said it so confidently, without fucking question, 1999. Yeah. It doesn't fit with either of our timelines. It's significantly before yours and way the fuck before mine. It's totally separate. His own fucking timeline. I stop and look at her, not fully sure if she realizes what's going on here. If she understands what she's saying. But what is it, Monica? It is his own timeline. What? What the fuck does that mean? He's my son. Yes, he's your son. Only, he's a son to a different you. His timeline is different from yours. Just like this timeline of Gibraltar or the Ostium Network is different from ours from mine and from yours they're all separate tangents that flow along parallel lines and at specific points along the way have crossed over some have continued on their own trajectories and some have converged to form two timelines and then one the one we're in right now are you saying what i think you're saying if you're thinking that each of us is one of three separate timelines that have now converged into this timeline of this ostium network then yes. 
Uh, I suppose you want me to use a witty Back to the Future reference here? <laughs> Couldn't hurt. Ugh, fuck you. You're just not thinking. Don't fucking say it. It's a new day, fresh and clear and goddamn beautiful. Blue skies, warm sunshine. One of those days where the last thing in the world you want to do is sequester yourself inside an office and work. It's all about hitting the warm sands of your favorite beach, or enjoying a big outdoor lunch with friends, or just getting the fuck away from everything and trying to clear your mind. Yeah, it's about where I am right now. I feel like I need a month of personal introspection to process everything that's happened in just the last few days. It's been so much in so little time. That's why I'm here, hanging out in a distant part of the rock, all by myself. This is also where the first explosion happened, the first mighty crack of thunder, the first rip, the terror through reality that killed a bunch of people. At least that's what Zhang said. She said I didn't find anything, no evidence of anything of use, but I need to make sure. With cameras everywhere, I get that, but I need to see for myself and to get that alone time, too. We had a quick discussion this morning over breakfast about what to do next. They both looked at me like I had all the answers. I know I'm different now, changed after what happened to me with the blackness, with the inner workings of Ostium. But that doesn't mean I have all the answers. Yes, I know I may have said I get it all now. I know the answers, and I do know some, but there's still a lot I don't know. I was speaking in hyperbole. Yep, shocking, I know. I think it might be the first time in my life. So, sorry for that. I said the first thing. It just popped in there. No, not the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. The places where the explosions happen. The rift sites, as I'm calling them. And it was totally true. I wanted to check them out. Check them all out. We needed to wrap our minds around what the hell was going on here. It was getting worse. More violent. More extreme. The shit was going to hit the fan soon. If we weren't on top of things, we were going to be little more than innocent bystanders. Yeah, pretty dramatic, I know. But I also know whatever's making those rips through reality isn't fucking around. And doesn't care about taking lives. And Jong's totally right. There's nothing here. Nothing useful. I can't see signs of anything. It happened days ago and looks like whatever wounds were made in this reality have long ago healed. But not all of them. There are still some scars here, even if I can't see them. I can feel them. There's a tension here, a confluence of energy that can only be felt, sensed. What's that French word? Oh yeah, frisson. Beaucoup de frissons going on right here. I can't tell, but it almost feels like my hair might be standing on end. Something happened here, undoubtedly. Something big. Okay, time to check on the rest of the team. I take out my data pad and open up a channel. I think about holding it up to my ear, but that feels way too weird. I don't need to anyway. I hold it a foot or so from my face and start talking. Uh, team? Jake here. Just wanted to check in with everyone. I'm at my appointed location. Just wanted to get the sit rep. Over. 
you're not a fucking soldier. I don't know. There's some crazy shit going on here. Feels pretty much like the front lines to me. Look, just don't, okay? I'll give it a rest, Mum. He's just trying to have some fun. I can't blame him. I'm all ensconced here at HQ with Jean. All systems working normally here. Over. Jeez, you guys. Okay, whatever. I'm at the second rift site. Just like Zhang said, there's nothing really here. No evidence I can see. But... It sounds like there's a but there, Monica. Okay, fine. There is a but. But... It just feels weird here. I don't know what it is. Like the air. Feels tense. Constrained. Like some shit went down. Some really... Bad shit. I hear you, Monica. I got the same vibes here. But nothing that catches the eye. Let's move on to the next locations. Zhang will upload the next rift sites for us. Roger, the... God damn it. Now you've got me doing it. Fine, I'm on my way. Roger, Roger, over and out. I put the data pad away to the sounds of Monica and loading with a bunch of expletives and Steve just laughing. It feels good. This feels right. It's serious, but we're taking it easy, too. Gotta have some levity here or we're just gonna lose our fucking minds. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The rest of the day is uneventful. We continue checking the sites all around the rock. It takes time. It's boring, but we do it. I, no, we need to do it. To learn all we can. At our morning meeting, Steve decides he wants to hang out with Jong at the viewing tower on top of the rock. He's pretty computer savvy and wanted to be available for any necessary computering, as he put it. Don't really know if there's anything Jong can't accomplish without him, or me, or anyone for that matter. But whatever. He's comfortable up there, and we're cool with that. It's a case of respecting everyone's wishes, and that's what we're going with right now. Each side is like the last. No signs of disturbance. No evidence. But the impending feeling continues to build. Like you're walking under power lines that convey feeling more than sound, and just keep getting stronger and stronger at each site. When we get to the last couple sites, we see something concrete for the first time. These are ones that hit, rift sites that opened and closed while we've been here and actually heard them. I know my heart started racing when I reached my last one for the day, and I'm sure Monica's having similar feelings. Okay, at this site I'm actually seeing something for the first time. I've got scorch marks, lots of scorch marks. It's like some kid was having fun trying to cut up the ground with a lightsaber. I don't know what the hell went on here, but it was some bad shit. And I can see this, like, heavy circle of black... I don't know why I said heavy. It's just a lot thicker than the scorch marks. And it's like the closer I get, the stronger the feeling of something pushing me down is. I swear I can hear some sizzling. Like, static electricity. It's giving me the fucking creeps. The black circle. It's, like, way blacker than anything else. Blacker than I knew black could get. Um, I'm pretty freaked out right now. Bloody hell, Mum. I think it's about time to about face and get the fuck out of there. Seconded. You found out all you can, and it's incredibly useful. Now get the hell out of there. No problem. You don't need to tell me twice. I'm gone. I get this thorough and disturbing report before I've reached my final site. It makes me wary. No, it makes me scared. I've been on edge all day. Ever since we concluded our meeting and started heading out. And now... Now I think I'm actually shaking a little. Okay, Jake. Let's take a deep breath and get this shit done. 
The first thing I notice are the scorch marks. Just like Monica said, there's a lot of them, all haphazard and in strange directions. There's no rhyme or reason to them. It's like someone was working with some futuristic laser saw that they couldn't control properly. I... I guess they could be something else. Claw marks? Really deep, gouging claw marks? Something trying to hold on? Or pulling itself through? From another dimension? And not being quite able to? Tension in the air is like level 10. The frisson is frissoning the shit out of this place. It's almost palpable. I'm kind of scared to open my mouth in case my tongue might get zapped. In my head, I can practically see a map of concentric zones of electrical, or is that ectoplasmic activity? Yeah, sort of like the infrared map, except. These are rings of different sizes, with each smaller ring getting stronger. I can feel it pulling me toward the center, to the place where the magic happened. <laughs> magic. You might think that a funny word for it, but it's not really. Not to me. It's something I don't understand. None of us understands it. It's beyond our comprehension. At least right now. Therefore, magic. Each step closer makes it harder to take another. It's pulling me in, but also pushing away. You'd need some serious physicist to figure out the equations and calculations being used right now. And inside myself, I'm also feeling plenty of push-pull forces. I want to know what's going on here. I want to know what's behind these phenomena and understand it. But I'm also fucking terrified. I'd much rather turn tail and head right back to my safe bed behind the protective walls of the apartment I've been staying at. Of course, doing the latter wouldn't make for much dramatic outcome now, would it? It's clearly a lot like the rift site Monica recently saw, just a little more potent, you know. And it already feels like it's kicked up a notch, but as much as I might like that to be, I already know it holds more in store for me. So... Here goes. The black grooves on the ground become deep, more ferocious if that makes sense, as if whatever made them had more strength at this point, or a better reach. They're angrier. Whatever made them is fucking unhappy it wasn't able to pull itself through. Some of them are wider than my foot, so I've got to watch where I'm going to avoid getting a sprained ankle or maybe a broken one. I'm also noticing that some of the ground here isn't dirt or soil, but veins. Not totally sure if that's the right word. Solid rock. Basically, it's really, really hard, and yet it doesn't seem to have slowed down the thing that made these vicious claw marks at all, as it cauterized the edges, as evidenced by the black suit and scorch marks. And then I'm there, in the room where it happened, so to speak at the point where reality was opened, torn asunder, the boundary between dimensions ripped open like a paper bag. It's not there anymore, sealed up, closed. But I can still feel it, and I can see it in my head, a jagged bright yellow line, like a really thin but long lightning bolt. And now that I'm staring at the spot with deep concentration, I can actually fucking see it, 
the barest tint of a white line in the same shape. It's a scar. A scar in the fabric of reality. Will it ever heal? Disappear and become seamless again? I don't know. Before I realize it, my right arm is lifting up, the fingers reaching out to see if it's a real thing. If I can touch it. Found out what it feels like. I can feel it's warm, and before I can stop my fingers from touching it, there's a sizzling sound. I yank my arm back and look at my fingertips. The tips of three fingers, the ones that touch the scar, are blackened. Red circles around the edges. It feels like I just put my fingertips on a hot frying pan. The pain is instant and sharp, almost unbearable at first, but then it begins to let off and yet still remaining very apparent. It's going to take a few days to heal. Well, shit, I won't be doing that again. I take a few steps back and crouch down, alternately blowing on my burned fingertips and cradling the hand against my chest. I stare at the line for a moment, then close my eyes. The yellow lightning bolt is there, clearer and brighter. I send out my mental feelers around the scar, doing whatever it is that I do when I'm trying to open a door, an ostium. And then I can actually feel it. This was a doorway, now sealed up, but the wound through reality is still very fresh. All it would take is a serious mental shove from me to use those feelers to pull it apart, to rip it open. And the ostium would be reopened and I'd be able to pass through again. A million thoughts flood my mind. What would I find on the other side? Where would I be? Would there be anyone else there? When would it be? Would it be breathable? Would I be able to survive? Is it easier to tear open this scar from this side? Can the thing that did it originally not do it again from the other side? Is this one of the metaphysical rules of ostium? For creating and opening an ostium? If the thing is there on the other side, will it want to rip off my head and drink the spurting blood from my exposed throat? Well, where the fuck had that come from? It was almost like it wasn't an original thought not one of my own. Okay, I think I've experienced enough. I don't know if I want to tell everyone what happened here. Okay guys, all done here. I saw some weird shit which I'll tell you about as soon as we all make it back to home base. Roger mate, see you back at HQ in a bit. I'll meet you at the cable car. We can ride up together. Sounds good. The walk back to the EV feels a long one, which is good, because it gives me time to do some serious thinking. I wasn't sure what it was that made me not want to do all the legwork and just sit comfortably at HQ. The thought of having to look at those strange sites where weird shit happened. Or is that weird sites where strange shit happened? A little from column A and a little from column B. The idea sounded intriguing, but I find Zhang and this whole quantum computer system, as well as the elaborate setup here at HQ, so bloody fascinating. I just wanted to stay up here. Zhang is... 
as close to a human being as anyone I've ever met. When we got to talking a bit, as Jake and Monica were off checking out those rift sites, Shang informed me after being treated like a basic computer program by everyone at the Austin Network for so long. They were very happy and appreciative at how considerable we'd all been with them so far. Zhang also informed me that they had decided their preferred pronoun. In case you haven't gathered, it's they, them and their. That's their possessive, not referring to a place. I told them I appreciated being informed of this, and we would do our best to respect their wishes. I barely need to type anything here. Shang pretty much does it all, if I ask. Every once in a while, a virtual keyboard will pop up out of thin air if I need to type something or use some keys for direction, such as when I wanted to see a complete map of the rock. I was expecting a simple two-dimensional thing I could look over, get an idea of where we are, where our apartments are in relation to HQ, and how everything was all laid out. You know, basically one of those paper jobs one would get from an old petrol station back on normal Earth. Well, I was bloody surprised. It was this elaborate 3D topographical job. I felt like I was in the Matrix or something. I used the virtual keys to move around a bit, change the orientation of my point of view. I had Zhang put up little dots where we were, where our places were. Then I had her put up all the locations of the rift sites. I was gobsmacked. I thought there might be some sort of pattern, you know. Just possibly. It was worth a shot. The big O stands out like a sore thumb. It's so bloody obvious. Except it isn't a complete O. There's an unfinished part near the top, but it's very clear. Whoever is behind all this is either having a laugh or has a very fucked up idea of humour. Zhang, the rift sites look to be in a shape of an O. That is correct. As in O for ostium? That is unknown and merely a hypothesis on your part. There are many other words beginning with that letter. Have you thought that it might also be the number zero? Uh, no. I suppose I hadn't. Good point. Still a bloody big coincidence, though. I suppose so. For a human, you people sure do love your coincidences. You people? What do you mean by that, then? Flesh and blood corporeal beings. <laughs> All right, then. Let's leave it at that, shall we? Whatever you desire, Steve. Steve? Zhang? Come in. Are you there, honey? Yeah, I'm here, Mum. What's the matter? It's Jake. He should be here by now. He should have been here a while ago. I'm starting to get worried. Can you find out what's going on? Sure thing, Mum. Uh, give us a tick. Okay, Zhang, can you show me on the map where Jake is? Can you tell if he's okay? One moment, please. I have located him. According to my sensors, he is in peak health and condition, unchanged to how he was before. Thank you. Where is he? Here is his current location. He is in motion. They showed me where he was. He wasn't close to where he'd been before, at that last rift site. He wasn't close to where Monica was waiting, at the bottom of the mountain where the cable car was. He wasn't on his way to her either. He was in a completely different spot, on his way somewhere else. Somewhere he hadn't told us he planned on going. It shouldn't mean anything to me. I should be just as confused as my mom is right now. But I'm not. Because I've got that map and all the spots where the rift sites are. And I can clearly see where he's headed, 
he's headed to the part of that carefully arranged O where there's a bloody great big hole. Zhang, can you work out where Jake's headed? No calculations are necessary. I am already fully aware where Jake is going. And where would that be exactly? To the proposed location of the next rift site. Right, and how exactly did he come by that information? Simple. I told him. Could you possibly elaborate a bit? Yes, Steve. He asked me for this information. I gave him this information. Okay then. And did he say why exactly he wanted to know where this rift site was? He did not tell me. Exactly. He asked for the same information I have shown you on his datapad. A map and all the locations of the rift sites already occurred. He then asked if I could extrapolate where the next rift site would be. I said I could and did so. He then asked if I knew when the event might occur that would trigger the opening of this rift site. I told him I did and gave him the proposed time. And when might that be? Eight minutes from now. Bloody hell. Okay then. Mum's not going to be happy. Hello Mum. I've got some news for you. Bad news in fact. It's really not good. (sighs) Just tell me, Steve. Now. Jake's on his way to the next expected rift site. He got the info from Jean. The location and where it's all supposed to happen. And when's that? According to the counting down clock in front of me, 7 minutes and 37 seconds, and counting. Okay. can't fucking believe him. I know I've been in this situation before. I know I've said these exact words, but still, fuck him. I can't fucking believe him. He got me again. I feel like fucking fucking Scully in the X-Files, getting screwed over by Mulder over and over again, left at the hotel room or where the body is or just by the side of the fucking road while Mr. Spooky Mulder goes gallivanting off to who the fuck knows where. Well, not this time. Zang! I want the location of that final rift site on my data pad right now. There's no response, but a blinking light appears on the screen, at a spot on the map of Gibraltar. It's not too far from here, but it's still far enough. I think I can make it in seven minutes. Barely. If I fucking floor it in the EV. But Jake's got a head start. Monica out! I jump in the vehicle and hit what gas there is. It's not quite ridiculously slow, but it's... It's fucking unimpressive. It's just a little bit faster than I can run, so it is worth it. Now I just have to bite my tongue and bide my time. And will this thing to go faster? I can see him. Up ahead. I've got less than a minute to go. He's already there. Checking his data pad. Making sure it's the right spot. He hasn't heard me. 
Hasn't looked around. Has no clue I'm on his tail. Boy, am I going to lay into his ass when I get to him. He's not getting away this time. He's walking up to the specific spot. Is he insane? I stop the vehicle and jump out. I'm running now. Fast as I can. I'm making myself go faster than the EV now. I'm going to get to him in time. Gotta get to him in time. I'm here, where Jong told me it was going to happen. The next rift site. I've got 30 seconds. I can feel the tension starting to build. It's going to happen, real soon. I look at my data pad again, zooming in as far as it can go. It's a matter of feet now, or meters according to the scale. I'm four meters away. Okay then, I count five steps back. This feels right. Some distance between us, but enough to do what needs to be done. Not sure exactly what that is yet, but if there's anything I've learned in my time passing through Ostium, it's always trust my gut and go with my intuition. It hasn't steered me wrong. Yet. Am I hearing something? Sounds like somebody running? I look back over my shoulder and see Monica barreling down at me. What the fuck? And that's when the explosion and light show begins. There's a veritable tearing sound, but more akin to ripping flesh than cloth. It's absolutely horrible. And the opening between worlds is clear before me. Then everything goes haywire. It's like there's a power vacuum, like being in a spaceship and there's a hole in the hull. Everything's being sucked in. I spread my legs trying to keep my balance, hold my ground. I can't worry about Monica right now. She's going to have to fend for herself. Hopefully she's stopped and staying back or maybe running in the opposite direction. Let's hope so. What was she thinking? And then gray arms are reaching through the rift scarred, wrinkled things. The hands are little more than skeletal appendages, finger bones that taper into a very fine and sharp point. They gouge into the ground and there's a scalding sound like water on hot oil. The ground turns black. The talons sink into it, putty, pulling back, trying to get a hold. Not this time, whatever the fuck you are. There's noise and wind and plenty of terror inside of me. But I do what I need to do, because I have to. I hold out my arms, hands palms out. Then I make an emphatic pushing motion while yelling, Whatever the hell you are, get back! Get back from the foul pit from whence you came! I know it's fucking cheesy, but I'm improvising here. I don't think the words do anything, but I feel something release itself from me, passing through my palms, a sort of white steam materializes and moves like a solid wall toward the opening. There's a strangled screech. The withered arms quickly pull back into the rift. I wait a few seconds, then take tentative steps forward, getting closer. I don't want to, but I have to. I'm ready to do whatever the hell I just did again. To push whatever it is back further in there. To fucking stop it once and for all. I keep taking small steps ahead, waiting, wondering, hoping. Maybe that was enough to stop it. Maybe. 
stopped in my fucking tracks when those arms came out. Jesus. They're scaring the shit out of me. What the fuck are they? What the fuck are they attached to? I don't think I want to know. But Jake is being Jake, facing the badness like it's no biggie. Just like he did before when he stared down the open maw of the first ostium door. And now he's doing something with his arms. What the shit is that? What the hell just came out of his hands? Damn, it worked. Those arms have gone back inside. It had an effect. Oh shit, he's going closer. Don't, Jake. Don't do it. I can't... I can't fucking lose you again. Stop moving. Stay put. I'm slowly coming and I'm almost there. I can almost see through the rift, see what's on the other side. I think it's that crazy alternate world ostium that Steve was in. It's so weird. So not ostium. And what's that? That thing over there? It's moving. Moving this way? Maybe. It looks injured. I can't quite make it out. I need to get closer. I'm close to the edge now. The sounds are lessening. It's helping me focus. And then that thing moves with incredible speed. The arms are back and reaching for me. Jake! The arms just shot out and grabbed him. Jake, hold on! I'm almost there! He's struggling, trying to keep his footing, trying to hold back, but they're too strong. He can't hold on. And then he's pulled through the rift. And gone. Like he never was. Just like he was before. Gone from this world. Gone from this life. But I'm not going to let it happen this time. Not this fucking time. I'm so close. And the rift is starting to close up now. The edges are knitting together. Fuck, I gotta hurry. And then I only have one choice. I bend my knees and leap through the rift. By the time I come to on the other side... I can see the rift has completely closed up. And I have no fucking clue where Jake is. Or that thing that took him. We are quickly approaching the end of Ostium Season 4, but not to worry, this just means a very special off-season will be starting soon. Season 5 will begin on January 5th, 2020. In the meantime, you'll be getting all sorts of goodies dropping into your Ostium feed. There's going to be a special two-part behind the Ostium that will get released to everyone where Team Ostium, that is Chris, Georgia and myself, sit down and have a nice long chat. The first part is about what we've been up to in 2019. The second is a Q&A session. You may have heard about a special Ostium Network spin-off show called Manifestations, written, produced, and performed by my good friend Dwayne Farver. The trailer showed up in the Ostium feed recently, and the first episode will be dropping at the end of August, so be sure to subscribe to that. You've probably also heard about another Ostium Network spin-off show called Circe, which takes place right after the final episode of Season 4. The first episode of the 10 episode season will be dropping in early November, and we'll be finishing up just in time for the start of Ostium Season 5. 
Now, I've been talking here and there about Season 5, and if all goes according to plan, and at the moment it's looking pretty on schedule, this forthcoming season will feature 21 shorter episodes, with 20 crossover episodes. Yep, you heard that right. 20 crossover episodes. I'll be releasing details of what shows leading up to the start of the season. Also, if you plan on attending Podtails in October, both Georgia and Dwayne will be there representing Ostium, Manifestations, and Cersei, so be sure to find our booth for lots of goodies. Finally, I just wanted to mention that if you're not already, you might want to consider becoming a patron of Ostium. In addition to getting access to a ton of already released patron-only content, like the Ostium Files, the Behind the Ostium series, outtakes, and much more, we're going to be releasing new Ostium Files over the Ost season, as well as the ongoing Behind the Ostium series on worldbuilding. You can become a patron for just $2 a month and get access to all this bonus content. It's available at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. By supporting us on Patreon, you help Ostium pay for hosting and the website, and most importantly, paying my actors and staff. Just $2 goes a long way. Once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. This episode was written and produced by Alex C. Talander. The voice of Jake is performed by Chris Fletcher. The voice of Monica is performed by Georgia McKenzie. The voice of Zhang is performed by Emily Wong. The voice of Steve is performed by Alexi Talander. Sound effects are courtesy of the wonderful people at freesound.org. The music featured in this episode, all from the Free Music Archive, is The Signals, Sleepwalker 5, United Voyagers, Waltz, The Inevitability, Glow in Space, all by Sergei Cherimisinov. <laughs>